Previously, on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. Yeah, but like the torn in half nugget of detail is extra terrible. Pippa, you hear the dog snoring of Abraxas and the demon snoring of Andromeda and the normal sneeping of (laughs) Buon. It's because Buon's too much of a nobleman to snore. He's practiced. He puts on that little breathing strip on his nose, has the... (laughs) The avocado mask. He has like a fuchi, like uh, smell, like a you know smell something bad face, like uh, like a city uh, to replenish our stores. Uh, he went to meet up with Pippa. Oh, Pippa! I'm sensing, and you know, I'm not really the one who picks up on these things, but I'm sensing something. Okay, I don't love this. Not loving it. Not good, not good, not great. Koku Jack! And all of a sudden, you just see all the centaurs get up and take off full black. Like, just run away? The giant Koku Jack takes a five-foot step back, gets on its hind back legs, and you see each of its paws start to glow. It goes down and slams as a blizzard breath washes all over most of you. Travelers, it's Jess, and uh, I'm here to introduce the episode this week for you. So, first and foremost, thank you so much, everyone who participated in our fantastic fun drive. Uh, we had a blast, and uh, with that comes a ton of fun and exciting stuff. Friday, July 19th at 6 p.m. PST, we will be having a team Twitch. Uh, that's right. All the Fantastic Worlds crew will be uh, there to play Jackbox games and have fun. And uh, last time we had like a ton of people show up and play with us. So it was like super fun. And we created some really interesting and good shirts from that. Um, so we hope to see you all there. And uh, second, the winners of our Pathfinder book challenge, Later Home Nugget and Miss Teacher 17, have won. So please send us a DM over social media or email us at info at fantasticworldspod.com. That's once again, Later Home Nugget and Miss Teacher 17. Please hit us up. We have also announced the winners of our Patreon Metal Dice giveaway and have announced the set we will be giving away exclusively uh, to one lucky winner who joins our Patreon in July. So if you are still on the fence about joining Patreon, now is a great time to get in on it. We have a new merch store as well with some wonderful items to celebrate Pride Month. And to celebrate, we are giving 100% of all of our Pride merch profits and 50% of all other merch profits to support True Colors United, uh, an innovative solution to youth homelessness that focuses on the unique experiences of LGBTQ young people. And you can find links to our store at fantasticworldspod.com. I'm super excited about this. This is a a great charity. So I really hope you guys will, you know, get in on it. And uh, without further ado, we have episode 77, Fry It's Bits Off. 
since we're all about to die. Oh, yeah, we're going to die. Yep, this is the die episode. So in the game that I DM for students that I teach, a character just died. For the like, oh. like for the first time in the campaign, oh and my God. he took it like a champ. He was like, "So you know what? I'll let myself die. Here's my character sheet. Do whatever you want from it. I'm going to create a new one. Take all my stuff." So my question is, have you ever like what was the wow. worst character death for you? So it doesn't have to be your character, but it could be someone else's character as well. Because like I thought that was pretty baller. Yeah. Took it on the chin. Yeah. I'll go first because the worst character death I had kept me from playing the game for seven years. Oh, That's how shit. bad it was. Oh, dang. What? Okay. So I had this character in a modern D20 game that I love. And I love this character so much. Like I had put so much thought into every detail of this character. Way more than any other character I've ever had. And the woman I was dating at the time had a very attractive had a very attractive cousin. And one of the players in our game was trying to get with her, for lack of better terms. And he wasn't exactly the kind of person that you would want your girlfriend's cousin to go out with. So I I let her know, hey, this guy's kind of awful. Don't, don't, uh, just ignore his, his, uh, things he found out. <laughs> Spurn and his he, advances. It's very wise. Yeah, and ignore his advances. And, uh, and she took it to heart, and he found out, and he was so angry about it, he disintegrated my character, and my character died. Oh. It still bothers me, and it's Thus been... proving your point about his general awfulness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was say it's like that. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. I think all of us had that point where we're just, maybe we reached a certain age, we're like, oh, maybe I'm done with this ga- playing this game for a while, or something like that, and you just take a break, and sometimes it's a year or two, sometimes it's longer and then what was said about that was it didn't only just kill my character it killed the game that all of us were playing because it kind of just broke up the group for a yeah. while yeah. and uh that's wild, so dude. that's selfish yeah, them, yeah. yeah. What so, a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that was that was probably the worst situation now i have used to fiercely guard my characters I have learned that I want to invite the chance of death for my characters now. Mm. Um, I think it makes a more compelling story. I think... It's realistic. You're a hero. You're not just going to stand there and be like, I'm going to care... Unless you're like my characters, which are all like shitheads who are like, no, I think I'm going to fly away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm teleporting out of the dome. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> so I've accepted that a lot more. Um, and in fact, what was funny is in another game I play, my character did die. And I was like, okay, time for me to go reroll something. And then the DM likes, nope, your character got resurrected into this weird sponge thing. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I didn't necessarily want that. I wanted to go roll something else now. But uh, yeah. I'm going to be real. I've only lost one character. And it wasn't any, it wasn't a character I cared about. (laughs) It was only my second time playing a TTRPG. And I rolled a, I was, I was actually, I can't remember, we were talking last episode or two episodes ago, I can't remember about other games we've played. And who else has played Mage? Uh, Mage the Awakening. It's a great game. Like I, I loved it. And, And my second character for that game, I ended up liking a lot more. My first character was a, wizard engineer and he was really boring and i kind of hated him his name was connor mcclagan or something like that (laughs) anyway i i didn't like him very much and so i played him very recklessly (laughs) 
<laughs> Go die, Connor. <laughs> I was like, eh, I kind of want to re-roll, but I don't know how to say I want to re-roll because it was only my second time playing. So I was just kind of like, if, if there was a situation, I'll be like, Connor will do it. <laughs> um and and if whoever if any of you have ever played Mange the Awakening using magic around people who aren't awakened to this sort of second world that exists on top of our own incurs paradox mm-hmm. of of y- if you make a, a a something happen that according to the laws of of our world the physical laws of earth if it if it seems physically impossible and you do it in front of someone who doesn't know that there's a magic world um, you you take paradox uh, damage where you, you, where your body starts to implode on itself, and then if you get enough paradox points, you die, and that is what happened to me because oh, I was just like, shit. "That's a I lot don't of paradox." Care. Laser beams, <laughs> eyes. I'll take care of it, and I killed You're myself like with paradox. Cloverfield points. monsters downtown. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're just walking through town, shooting off sparks, <laughs> flying Floaty. laser beam eyes. That's like. awesome. Press the digitation every time. It was feet. a pretty. It was a pretty great way to die. Um, but I also I was much more careful with my second character. Yeah. Uh, who was more of like an earth garden witch, and I thought she was super cool. That's way. That's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So I played that one much closer. To, I played her much more carefully. <laughs> well, she's a detective. Anyway, makes this sense. Is my she's true a detective. Yeah, so she'd go me. and she'd like investigate stuff. Yeah, makes sense. And then she'd like have her garden. So she had like a lot of uh, physical like poultices and healing potions and charms and stuff. Uh, Excellent. So that's my out. story. I can just tell mine now. It's still, a, it is a cool story, but basically it's not cool. I didn't do anything cool, but um, I've been playing every AP I've played until I joined the podcast was with my mom and my aunt, uh, one of my high school teachers and my high school teacher's husband is our GM. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's this just This is such a side, like a detour from what we're talking about, but he is the cringiest pun maker of all time. Um, He holds the like championship title for it. But anyways, Uh um, (laughs) the the situation we were in was we were playing Carrion Crown and I won't give away too much of what was happening, but we were in this boss battle. And my mom's, I may have told this story before to you guys, but my mom's rogue ran up, did like a sweet acrobatic flip and then double stabbed like with both blades with two daggers straight into this guy's back. And then it activated this like death bomb essentially like i can't remember what the move was called or what spell, but when he died, it would like set off this area of effect spell that could kill you if you didn't pass your check. And so she didn't pass her check. (laughs) So in our minds, we were like imagining this whole scenario. Oh, you do like the most badass fucking flip, slam two daggers into this guy's back. He implodes and then just like you, you, you die. (laughs) You die with him. You both just like crumple into a heap. And I was like, that would be the coolest thing to see in like a movie or like a TV show or something like uh, top 10 saddest anime deaths. But we ended up bringing her back. Um, 
because we were playing by normal Pathfinder rules, which are like, we had high enough level and enough money where we could afford to have her resurrected and we could like cast repose on her and things like that. So she was, she did end up being resurrected. Um, although in the very end of the campaign, she got blasted off of a giant tower and our GM was like, oh, geez, should I, like, technically you should die again, huh? But <laughs> <laughs> we were like it's the end of the campaign <laughs> so he was like all right i'm gonna let you do a series of because i was a dragon at that point i had transformed my sorcerer into a dragon and he was uh, like you can do a series of checks to like go and catch her let's do it that way <laughs> so <laughs> kind of a hero point moment where i was like please yeah. i'm gonna go save her and then our cleric that and paladin, so bad yeah our cleric and paladin finished off the boss by themselves while i was off oh flying to save my mom mom's character it was so <laughs> stupid i was like man what a bummer i didn't even get a hand on that ball i just like <laughs> dragged out and then flew away to save someone <laughs> i can't think of any so um <laughs> either i've never had a character die or it's past like my memory threshold mm-hmm. um let me think you, you DM were a lot too death, oh and no, i did dm a lot yeah I was gonna say I'm the same way, angels. That I've DM'd a lot, and so I've never really had characters of mine die, but like other people's characters have died, or like NPCs. That was a bummer. Anyways, here's a person trying to kill you. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. when I played, I let them know that you know they could run away. As yeah. I don't, it's just kind of how the game mechanics mm. work or the, like Jess said, you know, they're heroes, so it's not going to happen very often. But when you run up against something that's obviously super, you know, if you run up to a lich at level one, uh, oh you, you're God. either going to be that one hero that's like, I'll try to save the day or you're going to go, holy crap, that's a lich. Yeah. Rah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just do not recall any characters dying. I remember this cool boss I had set up... Uh, like a vampire, and I have the rule, and I don't know if it's a house rule or I've read it in a book, but if you roll three 20s in a roll, you instantly kill anything and involves even the players. So somebody had uh, shot an arrow and they rolled a 20. I'm like, okay, well, uh, roll to confirm, 20. I'm like, holy crap, okay, well, give it one more roll. 20 again. So Whoa. right at the beginning, like beginning of the fight, <laughs> they knock out the boss, so it's... Super anticlimactic, but what are you going to do? It's those are the rules that we established as yeah. far as uh, that's amazing. You know, that happens. I love when that happens to bosses. We I killed a, a vampire that way, not with three twenties, but by ha- being like the paladin thing where you can confer your smite. And I smote her, and I hit her three times with scorching ray, and did like hundred and fifty points of damage, and she <laughs> oh insta died. It was hilarious, especially because her little minion was like kicking my ass too. <laughs> so it would have gone badly for me if we hadn't insta kill. The GM was so miffed, though. I could tell he was like, <laughs> "Well, you do <laughs> well, uh, heroes." I mean, it was a pretty cool shot. I think the same character did it again later. They ended up being in this volcanic dungeon, and there was this sniper. It had to be, I don't know, six hundred feet away, eight hundred, a thousand. I just remember it was. Uh, they were taking serious penalties and had items to negate it. 
And same archer. It's like, well, I'm going to oh take the penalties God. to go out of my uh, um, increment range. I'll take all the penalties. And it was a triple 20. I'm like, well, you <laughs> totally snipe the step. You catch the wow. arrow and snipe it right back at them. <laughs> they I fall into the way. lava. Oh, it was crazy. A blanket of snow covers a forest swallowing whole all sound as two figures make their way through the trees. Weak sunlight permeates two thin branches dividing the ground beneath the once lush copse of the forest into pockets of shadow and light. One of the figures gingerly makes their way through the shafts of light. At times, they are shrouded in darkness. At others, light. Their face is the face of youth, but their breathing is labored. A hand is put forth and rests upon the once nearby trees for support. You must keep going. You must. The young half-elf urges himself on. He puts one foot in front of the other. His skin stands in stark contrast to the winter snow of Iriston. Brown, like polished mahogany, not used to the touch of the elements. Brown, like the dirt he leaves behind as he lifts his soul from the earth below. Next to him, a monstrous, rabbit-like creature glides silently over the snow-laden floor, leaving just a whisper of a trail. The boy, a youth regarded in either blood that he calls his, stumbles. Jeromir falls to the ground and lays there panting. Tears well in his eyes and stay there frozen. The land of Irisin is a place where emotions die, a land of pain. Jeromir now knows pain. He feels a hand grasp to his midsection and pulls him upwards, then vertical, gently placing him back onto his feet. He looks into the eyes of his rabbit companion, the gangly, elongated front limbs hunched forward, resting on their knuckles. Behind a pure white mask with almost translucent, crystalline fringes spilling from the bottom hem, Jaromir senses concern. A push against his consciousness confirms this. Jaromir is forced to look away as he waits an answer but hears nothing. His breath steams away, warmth he can never get back. The rabbit's breath is missing. Jaramu looks forward to the path that he is cutting through the rest of the forest and flicks his gaze upwards to the slices of the sky he can see through the branches above. He looks for the moon. Sometimes it is visible, even during the day, but he does not know where to look. He read it once in a book, but the memory did not seem to cling. Jaramir shivers, feeling embarrassed. Straightening his back, he recalls what he left behind. He recalls the shouting of his family guards, the guards that once sworn to protect him. He recalls the shrieking and sobbing of his mother behind his bedroom door as she stood in the hallway. He recalls the cold steel of his grandmother's voice. Break down the door. We can always commission a new one. The sharp crack of axes against the wood had frozen Jaromir in his place. He had stood transfixed, watching as the door had thumped with each rhythmic swing of the guards on the other side. He had been able to picture each face, each discernible feature. They had smiled with him, had joked, now that was gone. Jeremiah, open the door and this will all go away. His grandmother's voice had cut through the splintering, even-toned, commanding. Jeremir had felt a prodding, no, a push against his mind. He turned, gazing out the window that horrid night, and had seen for the first time a rabbit's face in the moon outside, and he had known what he had to do. Jeremir had grabbed what he could, 
and begin packing up his life, reducing it down to what he could fit inside his scholar's tote. Boy, stop what you're doing. Don't be foolish. Whatever you think will happen will not. If you happen to escape, we will find you. I will find you. I will not forget. A chunk of wood had flown from the door. His grandmother's eyes, half-lidded, cold fury had borne into him. Jaromir had rushed the window, taken a step, and plunged down into the night sky. Good riddance, Jaromir thinks to himself. Now standing in an Irisini forest, Jaromir recalls another thought. Farewell to all the earthly remains. No burdens, no further debts to be paid. A poem flares into his mind, once that he had read in his family's library. He remembers being perplexed at the time at its meaning. One of the halfling indentured servants had found him fretting over the meaning. He had read it out loud to her and remembers her smiling, but her eyes carried a tinge of defeat like the remnants of a smoldering ashes. Tis a poem for goodbyes, of given up, young master. Charmu had looked up at Freya, scrunching his nose and frowning slightly. He just reached the point where he would be taller than her. Now forever, he was above her. I do not understand. Freya had shaken her head, closing her eyes and busying herself with tidying up the books. Jaramir had strewn around the room. You don't always understand in the moment, young master. Jaramir banishes this memory, forcing it down into a place with no lock nor key. Simply a place of nothingness, of a void. He then wills himself to move forward. The rabbit slowly follows. Goodbye to all the plans that we made. No contracts. I'm free to do as I may. It was maybe a fortnight since he had left Aldenhart behind. This is not a goodbye. It's good riddance. Jaramir steadies himself both in spirit and in body and marches on. He thinks about how unbelievably tall that towering city is and how far he has fallen. From up above now, so below. An apple that had known the sun but had suddenly fallen. Too heavy to support itself, unable to cling to the branch that had supported it for so long. In his reverie, the young half-elf does not notice a disturbance making its way closer, but the rabbit does. It lunges forward and places himself between itself and an enormous bear that had made its way through the forest, thus far unmolested. In front of itself, the beast lifts itself on its hind legs and bellows a challenger. The rabbit is silent but tense, ready to strike like an unsheathed blade. The moment feels divorced from reality, how Jaramir feels divorced from the events in just the recent past. As the rabbit Cuneo rushes forward, meeting the bear in combat, Jaramir cannot help but remember the rest of the poem. Good riddance to all the thieves, to all the fools that stifled me. They've come and gone and passed me by. Good riddance to all. He thinks back to what Freya had said to him. Tis a poem for goodbyes, of given up, young master. No, she was wrong. Right about so much more, but wrong in this regard. It was not a poem about giving up. It's a rallying cry to stand tall, shake off the burdens that had come before, stride forward, thrive. As the Kokojiak rears back on six of its legs, 
Buon is pulled back to the present as an icy blast crashes about his companions. Cuneo standing tall against the creature. With that, bear time! Yay! <laughs> I don't want to do it! Fucking bear. And then Buon dies. <laughs> well, Buon is way out of the way of everything. I was about to say, yeah, Buon's not going to die yeah, anyway. So, the first thing. This wagon will keep Pippa safe, probably. <laughs> not, for, not against this icy blast. It might. That is true for her. <laughs> I need you all to roll me a reflex and a fortitude save. Oh, crap. Ooh, 18 on the first one. Though. Great. Love it. I'm above, just so we're clear. Not in range. <laughs> Yeah, you are clear. I'm so glad I get cover because Reflex is my worst save. You would think it's Will. I what? think we talked about this a couple of episodes ago or maybe just last episode. Yeah. Uh, but Reflex is actually my worst save. I got a 26 total, though. I rolled an 18. Okay, so anybody who rolled over a 23 Reflex save has great dodged, tie. has dodged the blast. I mean, he is a giant creature. It's a big blast. Uh, anyone who has rolled below a 23 on their fortitude save, uh, it, it... What was the number? Sorry. 23. Ooh, I just made it. <laughs> I'm oh. I'm rolling for Erdija, remember? Ooh, oh, yeah. Erdija. Oh, yeah. Who's playing Erdija? So you're playing... Jess, Jess is still playing Erdija? This is okay. extremely bad. Because <laughs> we're still in the fight. Okay. Now let me dig up all the D8s. Well, she okay, failed so both of it. those. So 26 she reflex. did. Oh, she got both. Oh, yeah, she's gonna. I'll hide behind her corpse. <laughs> did we just say she wasn't even gonna last long? The poor thing, yeah. Okay, if you all, all passed, you get you take half of this damage, which is except me, uh, yeah, except for Abby, who will take no damage. Um, oh, that's so awesome. You you kick the cart at the right angle and it tips over, <laughs> and you're it. behind it. <laughs> I gotta bring out the calculator one second. Those who are in the icy blast radius take 23. Oh, did uh, roll a reflex for your cat there, for uh, Argentea there. Oh no! I thought Argentea was back at the hut regenerating. No, she's she's back. She's back in action. How did she she get from the hut to here? I thought she has to regenerate in her sarcophagus. The sarcophagus is small. I mean, I brought her box with me. Her box is in the. Yeah, I didn't didn't leave her behind because. I mean, Pippa would, but Abby loves her too much. <laughs> She's useful, too. Buon saw the box and just slipped it into Pippa's bag. <laughs> she rolled a 15. Okay, so anybody who rolled less than a 23 takes 28 points of damage. I don't know what her hit points are. She I is need to dead. That out. She is dead. <laughs> dead again. <laughs> what are you saying? She doesn't have more than twenty hit points. <laughs> so, so what you see is you see this little ice. God damn it! This little ice cube that Argentea is now frozen in. Oh my god! <laughs> and and it starts to go tip a little bit. It tips and just shatters all over the ground. Oh. I'm actually now super grateful that she. I mean, I always thought the Micros familiar thing was really cool. Was really cool. But I'm even more grateful now that she can just come back. She just has to go back to her house. <laughs> uh, anyone who <laughs> failed their fortitude save is now fatigued. Well, um, she's useless now. I'm going to have her run away. <laughs> no, she's That's big. probably smart. How she, I'm going to start slinging fireballs. So, okay. So anyway, that is... Oh, yeah. Argentea has three hit points. I just looked it up. Oh, oh my god! She's still alive. 
She has three hit points. Oh, three total. <laughs> oh, never mind. Yeah, no, three total. <laughs> I misunderstood that. <laughs> Negative 25. Yeah, so she's de- she's real dead. Yep, good point, Dustin. That was a that was a solid call. No, what's on her your con? <laughs> oh God. Um, her con. Thirty-four. Oh, oh, her three con total. is eight. She survived. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Three. That's what I thought. Logan is that what you heard? Yeah. Too? No, she has three laughing. total hit points. I was like what a bad con is eight. <laughs> no, she's stupid. She has a she has a fifteen dex. Hey, not bad at all. So. That's not bad. That's her best stat, though. <laughs> That's all she's got going. She's got. She's real. She's real agile. That's all she's got going for her. Uh, Buwan and Cuneo, you are up. All right. So Buwan, um, he's going to rip out a part of the glowing lights from his forehead, and he's going to start like weaving together his hands, to, like create strings. Just like a multitude of strings, like start flying around the air, and he pushes them all forward towards Coco Giac, and he's going to cast Marionette Possession. Okay, hey, what is yeah. my save? It's saving a, throw. 15, a DC fifteen will save. I thought it was a willing creature. It's well, we were talked about this before, and like there, this is a big argument yeah. on the Pathfinder threads: is Marionette of whether or not technically failing a will save makes it a willing creature yeah so well it's a giant bear with <laughs> it does legs, actually so i'm gonna skip that he rolled a 27 oh <laughs> whoa i rolled a i rolled a 19 so i figured like, it was high <laughs> what does kaneo do there uh, he goes shit <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what else to do Luan is going to run past this pile of logs and he's going to position himself so that he's perpendicular to everyone else so that he can get a better vantage of the Coco Giac. Cuneo is going to rush up to the Coco Giac, place themselves trying to draw attention because if Cuneo disappears, it's not the end of the world. Um, and so that's what Buwan is going to urge Cuneo to do. And they will slam. They can't slam. do a full attack action. It's going to take you to Slam Town. Slam Town. <laughs> Population, Coco Giac. <laughs> 22. That will hit. Woo. 5, 4, 9. So that's 14 points of bludgeoning damage. And it is also considered a magic attack. And my turn is over. I, I don't even know. I mean, I just imagine Cuneo up against this gigantic beast. It, it looks pretty intimidating, but somehow you slams right into his paw and hurts his his poor little paws. Uh, and, uh, Aww, yeah. His poor pawsy-wazzies. I'm going for that joint. Andromeda, you are up. Okay. Andromeda is going to cast Spiritual Weapon. So, right in front of his giganto face, a big old scythe appears, and it's going to spin and cut him. I'm gonna cut you. So cut his biz. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Gotta catch <gotcha>. up. <laughs> or maybe not. Depend. Ooh, yes, it will. Um, that's gonna be excellent. Twenty nine. That's hit. definitely a hit. Heck yeah, dude. All right. Does a twenty nine hit? Does a twenty nine <laughs> hit your AC, Dustin? So that's going to be seven points of damage. Ow. Okay. 
Uh, what did you What did you hit him with again? It's a spiritual weapon, so it's force damage. Okay, so you just see this little tiny spiritual weapon go tink as it takes seven points of damage. Slices his face with a little chunk. And then I'm going to ascend about 30 feet. Very creepily because I am sheathed in darkness with translucent yeah. black wings. Oh my god. I look, okay. I look so vampiric. Okay, 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 okay. Isn't your spiritual weapon a scythe? Yeah, I decided it was a scythe, although that's not true according to the rules, but I just thought it was cool flavor, so yeah. It should be a spiritual bunny. Because that's absolutely what it would be. Spiritual bunny, like that bunny, you know. Let's not get into the Monty Python jokes, but you know where I'm going with it. <laughs> it is. It kills everything. I mean, they write themselves. <laughs> and that ends Andromeda's turn. Abraxas, you're up. Abraxas clangs his hammer mightily against his shield again, and he leaps past Erdija. He leaps over the wagon where Pippa is at and finds himself uh, kind of to the right side of Coco Giac. And Miley swings his big old giant-sized adamantine warhammer. That is going to be 25 to hit. That will hit. 16 points of damage as Abraxas swings nice. upward nice, nice, nice. under the Coco GX chin. Back, back beast, back into the wilderness. This is no place for you. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a pretty serious blow. You're not quite as big as he is, but you're big enough that you just do this giant sledgehammer to the side of him, and it just, you feel, you hear a rib crack Ooh. as the pressure oh, hits. Jess, Erdija feels this weird hand touch upon her as she feels a healing warmth flow through her. Ooh. As you yield back uh, 37 points of taken damage. Oh, heck yeah, the dude. horse people are actually helping. I thought they all ran into the woods. Sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoever this is, we'll find them and thank them and have them join our party. We'll find mm-hmm. them. That'd be great. Because they can heal. We need some help. Pippa, you're up. Okay. I have my wand of fireball. And that's a what I'm going to use. Have to aim this thing pretty carefully because Andromeda and Abraxas could easily still be within its 40 foot range. Oh, I'm up. I'm <laughs> up real high. I'm like 90 feet up. Oh, good. Okay, so Andromeda's fine. Uh, technically, you probably could cast cast. You could cast this between its cast it. cast it between its legs, and Cuneo will be fine as well. Yeah. Oh my god, Excellent. you're gonna burn okay. it. That's actually a great you're idea. Burn its bits. Good. I'll burn its bits off. I'll burn its bits off. Oh my god, I'm so full of Monty Python jokes right now. All right, so I'm gonna aim my wander fireball right between its ten legs. Probably more towards the back, just to mi- absolutely minimize the chances of catching Kuneho in the crossfire. Okay, and what's my DC for a reflex save? Uh, DC 14. And roll the 16, so it's going to take half damage. Half damage. 14 points of damage, so seven for you. <laughs> Kuneho's the only one that can see this, so I'm guessing uh, Buwan also sees it. <laughs> you just see this roll of flames underneath its belly. <laughs> flying towards Kuneo's face, but it's soft, starts just short. And you see the, uh, the whole underside of this, the bear is now brown uh, from, the, from the explosion. Damn. 
It is Ordesia's turn, feeling freshly healed. What does she do? <sighs> this sucks. All right. So she's going to drop her longbow, and she's going to step forward and draw her sword. Okay. And that is all she can do right now. Sorry, Ordesia. Are you just making her fodder? Kind of. <laughs> Better her yeah. than us. Yeah, she's real big. We're in a centaur town. We'll find another guy. Yeah, you know, she'll be fine. It is Kokuchi Yak's turn. And of course, Kuneo made it a point to make himself known early on. So Kuneo is about to get the brunt of attacks as six paws come forward. Oh, I should have flanked him. Bring it. It's probably going to be a miss. Oh, no. Uh, It does a 32 hit. Yes. What's 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 uh, Kuneo's armor class? Eighteen. Okay, so I'm just rolling to see if I get a critical hit or I fail. That would be uh, a uh, Critical threat. That's four, five. Another critical threat. So let's see if those two confirm. 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 So all six attacks have hit. Two of them are critical hits. Jeez, uh, so give me the two critical hits first there, Abraxas. All right. Pulled from the middle. Okay, let's see. I'm sure these are slashing. Yes. All right, one of them is fingertip. Normal damage and one dex damage. Target cannot use one hand until healed. The other one is swing through. Double damage and one free attack against an adjacent foe at the same bonus. Okay, so Ordesia is going to get an extra attack. Let me that see if that... That was the that... worst one. I should have I filtered these cards before I read them. Okay, and Ordesia gets hit as well. So let's do the damage for Kaneo. The first one was 64 points of damage. The next one was 34 points of damage. And he's gone. They're gone. Okay, They're and so now he's going to turn to Ordesia. And Oof. so Ordesia takes... And they're all going to hit because of his her attack. Uh, his attack. Uh, they're because of their attack. 28 points of damage to Adesia. No. We got three more hits to get. Another oh, 29 points to Adesia. Uh-oh. 32 points to Adesia. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Hmm. Is she cool. down? Okay. Uh, probably. Hold on. You said 32? Oh, yeah. I think she died. <laughs> like, I died, died, got, or just, just unconscious? 36 damage. No, yeah, she died. <laughs> oh, okay. So oh my god! Uh, and then it turns to a Braxis. I thought it. She went thirty-two damage, got healed up thirty something. She only to go, had oh. sixty-nine hit points. She's down to negative twenty. Yep. Oh, she took more than thirty. Probably since last time. episode. I only heard her take thirty. This. Wait, she's giant sized now. Does that no. help her mm-hmm. con? No. Just now she took twenty-eight, twenty-nine, and thirty-two. Oh, that was just 89 hit points. Wow, Dustin, way to give us a guide and then take her away immediately. She did. He's just the 19. Worst. She's dead. She's fully dead. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, now she's dead. Well, could have been wow. I don't have to keep brawl. track of her anymore, so. I guess not. Yeah, she soaked the damage she needed to. She's going to move her last attack towards Abraxas with the hit, and that is. And that's 32 points of damage. Ooh. Dustin, I have a proposition for you. I huh. think what was that- the to hit? I think that Andromeda should be allowed to be level 20 because I have so many feats that I need to take for Grandma <laughs> to possess my hand. <laughs> Motion seconded. <laughs> no. uh, Whatever they say. Uh, 
the, the last hit was a 33. Mm. He's just breezing right past it. <laughs> uh, and that ends Coco GX turn. He thinks I'm not serious. I'm deadly serious. No. <laughs> <laughs> Buon and Kuneho. Well, Buon is up. What does Buon want to do? Well, you kind of changed that. <laughs> yeah. Bye, your D. So. Bye, girl. Wish we'd have been able to get to know you. <laughs> Sorry, honey. That's my fault. I didn't play you good. Bye, BB. Bye, BB. <laughs> my BB. Um, I guess Buon's just gonna like in so in the heat of the battle, Buon feels Kuneho like like go back into his body, and he's just going to take that energy and just start clenching his fist in front of his forehead as he starts summoning the creature. So that's the end of his turn. Okay, uh, that ends Buwan's turn. It is Andromeda's turn. Uh, spiritual weapon goes first, so let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it cannot crit, but that's gonna defo hit, because last time I got a 18, and this time I rolled a 19. Okay, what's I your damage? I believe that's 30, so let's get that damage. Uh, five points of damage from the spiritual weapon. He is starting to look bloody. Oh, damn it, I should have acknowledged. Yay, bloodied. What's Andromeda do there? <laughs> this is very hard because my thoughts changed now that Erdija is dead. God, that sucks. I did a bad job, guys. I'm sorry. No. That's okay. I mean, that was, yeah, crazy. Unpredictable. <laughs> it has six huge attacks, I'm sure, or has yeah. multi-attacks. There's not really too much... There wasn't no. much you could have done. I, just, I shouldn't have stepped up to it, because then it would have had... Well, I mean, I guess it would have killed Kaneho and probably Abraxas. So. I was like, better Kaneho. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, better her than us. But, yeah. <laughs> Kaneho will come back. I mean, I think I think you you did exactly what I would have done, so I can't, like... You know what, Jess? It's up the villagers could have just picked up spears, pans, and done a full defense of their town instead of running away, so... That's true. Hey, it's cool. Those They're lucky yeah, we were even care. here, because... If we were a we'll day pour late, one out for Adisha we after this is over. We would have come to an abandoned <laughs> village just decimated by this huge beast. Absolutely. All right. I feel better. Um, Don't feel bad. <laughs> I'm going to fly down and brush my hand across its back with just coiling purple energy all around. And the two snakes come out of my hand and lash out at bad boy here. It's a DC 15 will save for half damage. Luckily, will save is its lowest. And I rolled a one. Yay. Hey, oh. you're taking full Critical damage. Failure. Isn't that much. So he takes another 12 points of damage from my caress. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> He's getting down there. That's gross. Andromeda, you find above, you see his little green tendrils start to interwove within Erdesia as she is being brought back to life. <gasps> How dare oh, shit, really? she be brought back to life? We want that Ow. weapon. We want that magic item, whatever it is. It's called Breath of Life. It is a cleric spell. Mm. Wait, wait. Screw Erdesia. Where is this cleric? 
Yeah, where's we this need, cleric? Uh, I want this we cleric want to, to come out and hang DJ out. in our party with the cleric. Yeah, Ardija needs time to rest. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I'm bleeding all over the place, and Ardija's getting all the attention. <laughs> wow. It's because you only have four limbs. She has six. Oh. They like her better. Ardija has been healed for 42 points of life. Man, we're NPC haters. First, it was the actual Lady Archidea that we rescued. It was, oh, you've been you've been <laughs> held against your your will for the last couple of weeks. You dumb. Don't give us orders, Archidea. What you're hungry? You. We had to fight off zombies. You noble jerk. <laughs> and then we like throw her namesake at giants to get sliced in half. <laughs> oh god. Have you guys listened to that episode? Uh, y'all threw Argentea so much shade. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yay, Neat Shields is back. <laughs> I spray her with uh, bear attraction. For- <laughs> I throw a steak on her. <laughs> hey, one salt. I throw a steak on candle. You start cracking some pepper over. <laughs> Abraxas, you're up. Because you do know I carry around all those uh, spices. Oh, gosh. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Throw the rosemary. (laughs) Oh, rosemary. I've got plenty of that. Plenty. (laughs) All right. Uh, Abraxas has swung up on his last attack, so he's bringing his hammer right back down to do a head bonk on this beast. Roll an attack. Bonk him. It was a 20, but it landed oh, on top of another dice. Oh, Finally. never mind. It looked like it did, but it did not. It just... Okay. Well, that was an eight on the... Oh, 18 to confirm? Uh, 18 does not confirm. Oh. Uh, did I mean eight? I meant 18 oh. plus... No, it was 18. 13 points of damage uh, going to Kokujiro. Heck yeah. He's looking pretty worse for wear. Uh, Pippa, you might be able to finish him off, I think, maybe. Let's see what you do. So Pippa takes the wand of fireball that is still in her hand and she makes a jabbing motion at the bear and the wand just sort of sputters. Maybe it gives off a couple of sparks. Uh, And she, because she she miscalculated, she forgot how many times she'd actually already used it. And she just saw Erdija fall. Um, Everything is looking pretty... I mean, she's back up now, but that's also not not normal. That's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of questions there. So she's thinking, she's trying to figure out how she's going to be able to use this, how she's going to be able to fix this, because she, she made a mistake. The wand is out of charges. And she's watching Abraxas fight with all of his, all of his fury and all of his skill and all of his bravery. And she remembers the conversation that they had back in the hut uh, when they first came to this strange, faraway place and remembers him telling her that she has the power inside her, that it belongs to her, that the wand is merely a tool, it's an extension of what she already has inside. And she remembers him telling her, you are the storm. And she just feels this great swelling of, of warmth and fury at this situation well up inside her, down her arm, into the wand. And then the fire explodes out of the end of it, straight in between 
under the belly of the Kokajiak. Damn, that gave me so some good. chills. <laughs> when that happens, you almost see the flame in the jewel in your armband just flicker out like you've extinguished that flame uh, for it to recharge. And what's my DC for reflex save? Uh, still DC 14 because it's a lowish level wand. <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> and oh he has Lord. a reflex save of 10. So, so you failed. I failed. Damn. Oh, yeah. Yes. So what damage does Coco Giac take? Don't burn the fur. Remember, we're making team outfits. Th- that's what presentation's for. <laughs> that's why That's why I'm aiming at yes. the underbelly gets, only. You're going to tan it. Tan the hide. I'm, just, I'm tanning his hide. <laughs> yes. You get it. Okay, kind of a garbage roll. You take six points of damage. Oh. <laughs> wow, what'd you roll? I rolled three twos. So apparently that uh, that fire didn't quite play out the way it was supposed to. Uh, nope. It was a really cool sounding scene <laughs> that didn't quite get there. So it is now Hadisha's turn. She is lying down, I'm guessing, pretending that she's dead. So that way Coco Chiak doesn't see that she's alive. Oh, <laughs> she's torn. Hadisha uh, is just going to stay on the ground and ride this one out. <laughs> she's thinking, hmm, well... I did just die. I am aware of that. That was pretty fucked up. <laughs> Not a great start to my day. So I think I'm good. I think I'm good down here. I'm, I'm chilling. Roll me, roll, <laughs> I'm going to take a break. Roll me a stealth there for Erdija. Erdija. And I'm going to say she's getting a, she's going to get a plus five bonus because as far as Coco Giac is concerned, she's dead. So Right. He, she, he's... She's probably off his radar, really. Are we in a forest, technically, or no? No, we're in a city. Or in a town. 25. Okay. Coco Giac got very low, so you do not have to worry about that. Uh, Coco Giac seems to be ignoring you. But it is Coco Giac's turn. Coco Giac. And, and guess what has recharged? Uh, he is going to turn towards the only player he sees on this game, on this floor, which is Abraxas. Bring it. What kind of attack is this? It's icy blast. I'm trying to find out if it uh, in, uh, provokes if he does it right near me because I am technically right above him. Yeah, I'm gonna say that it evokes an attack of opportunity. Go ahead and attack. Roll. Heck yes, I probably won't hit, but I'm Dope. taking what I can get. Take a swing, bite its ear. Oh no! no wait. Yeah. I, That'll show I that you're interested. I whiff so <laughs> hard. A bite, a bite its eyeball. <laughs> I'm. What did you? I roll? rolled a three, and oh my, my bonus is nowhere near. <laughs> decent enough to get him. I think what happens... No. What happens is Andromeda is not super used to flying around, (laughs) so she's flapping her big, you know, ghosty wings, her big translucent wings, and just kind Mm -hmm. of flaps them real, like, way too hard when she tries Mm. to hit him. (laughs) So she goes, like, flying up a little bit and just totally misses because of that. (laughs) I'm imagining, like, Angel from X-Men, but, like, after he's drunk. Yes, like it's like she's drawing Absolutely. <laughs> I'm super rich and I have these wings. My life is so rough. I'm basically a Gatsby, but with wings. Oh. Oh. So, Buon and Abraxas, oh, I need you to roll me a Wait, reflex save. I'm in range? I'm in range? What? 60 foot cone. Oh, snap. 60 foot. So let me know if you guys pass a 23 reflex and a 23 fortitude. So Braxis, you, pa- you pass both? Mm-hmm. How's Buon doing? 
Oh, what about your fortitude? Oh, my fortitude Logan. will be. Oh, maybe that's better. Twenty-two. Uh, okay, so this is what happens. For those who passed, those who failed their reflex save take 24 points of damage. Those who passed take 12. Those who who passed their fortitude save, nothing happens. Those who failed, which I think is just Buwan, so you are now fatigued. Okay. I have to roll a concentration check, though, correct? Because I'm holding this own monster. Maybe it's a nat 20. It was a nat seven. Ugh. Damn it. I had such a cool thing I was going to do. This is that lame. Ends, that ends Coco GX turn. It is Buon. You are up. Well, you have no Kuneho. Your summon spell just uh, blipped out of existence. Uh, I was going to do such a cool thing. This is a fun fight. It's not. <laughs> it's not a fun fight. No, it is. <laughs> Buon is going to rush up to Coco Jack because he's pissed. Oh, God. Uh, and he's going to be like screaming out, just like, Aah! and he's like, rush straight <laughs> up in his grill. Do what you will, Dustin. So, what you see is as he reaches, he twists, he whips his head around and he attacks with his mouth to go bite you. Make sure I roll. And that's a critical threat. Oh, my, God. With, oh my with God. a 19. Let's see if it hits. Who won? And that is a hit. It's a hit. So I'm I'm using my last hero point, and I'm acting out of turn, and I'm going to fly down and shove Buon hard out of the oh way. Oh my god! Thank you. We could also use it to give disadvantage to the um the attack. Oh, that's true. Once it's rolled, you can't. Yeah, it's rolled. So oh. I, the way it looks is Andromeda, her wings do that flappy thing that you sometimes see in movies and stuff right before somebody like descends and then she descends super quickly and at the last minute pivots her body to swing down and like literally kick you out of the way with both feet so like just slamming down and kicking you out of the way so uh, i'm gonna say what happens is is she uses her hero point to do that uh you move five feet to the side and andromeda moves down and now is caught in in your teeth so (laughs) pull me a critical hit card there abraxas Boo. Little one. No. <sighs> Boo. Oh, my God. After everything that just happened. These are some big moves, Jess. Big moves. <laughs> Jess. I can survive this. I know. You can't. <laughs> Half hole, normal damage, and one die four dex damage. Okay. Okay, so first things first, you take two points of dex damage. Cool. And then time for damage. Bye, Andy. We hardly knew ye. We hardly knew you. We try to keep you alive. You're just so damn capricious. <laughs> too too much saving people. Gotta <laughs> so stop impulsive. being a hero. This one is not as bad as the claws, luckily. So you only take 36 points of damage. Okay. Is Andromeda still up? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does a 39? Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to check. You know, he 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 auto he did auto beat it though. <laughs> yeah. So he pulls and he pulls you and he kind of shakes you like a dog shaking a toy. You all hear this tearing of the skin uh, as Andromeda is now Coco GX doggy toy. It is now Buwan's turn because they tr- you guys basically traded turns. Okay. So Buwan sees little one take the hit, push him out of the way, he, and he's enraged. And he screams out, and you see this almost sulfuric-looking bubbling force coming out of his forehead, and he rips it apart, and he's going to slap that Coco GX with a corrosive touch. So it's a touch attack. 
six total. Believe it or not, (gasps) that hits. What? No way. I guess it's really big. You'd kind of have to be trying not to hit it, I suppose. It is a giant creature, and it's a touch attack. It's literally, I mean... Uh, <laughs> you didn't see this, but I literally nice work. died. Nice work, Buon. <laughs> I died and fell off again. Okay, it's going to be 5d4 acid damage. Ooh. Ooh. That's 12 points of acid damage. You reach up and you just hit the right spot, and Buon, you just get drenched with blood as you have hit an artery yes. of the bear. And you hear Coco Giac just scream in pain. Andromeda, you get dropped out of his mouth and take two points of falling damage. And he just pushes his hand in further. He keeps going in. And just collapses to the ground and dies. You have killed Coco Giac. Oh, yeah. Time for outfits. The Fantastic Worlds (laughs) podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production. Oh, that was it. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you can't get enough, join the FWP community. You can do so by joining the conversation on Discord or Reddit or following us on Twitter or Instagram. You can find links to all of these on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. Want even more of the FWP crew? Consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash. I am Dustin, your giant polar 10-legged polar bear game dad. (laughs) Uh, You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby. I play Pippa. I'm currently contemplating the merits of a of, of just one of those like fashionable vests mm. that we were looking at earlier for yeah. Kogajiak, uh uniform outfits, or maybe a nice hat, <laughs> or do we want to go full on like Cruella Deville yes. style full oh, coat? Yes. Yeah. Is that the one? Is, do we want to go full ass? Yes. Yes. Yep. Honestly, guys, there's things. probably enough material. You could be completely head to toe Coco Giac. But you're, that's not the fashion statement we're going for. Yes, but we but we have to wear them off the shoulders. Yeah. Like we can't put that's, our arms. Yeah. That's, that's okay. called an editor's cape. We will do that. Excellent, beautiful. Okay, so that's that's the plan. Um, and if yeah, you want to talk to me about it, uh, I promise I don't wear Correct. fur in my real life. <laughs> you can find me at Bonanza Famine. Uh, this is Angel playing the druid who wears fur. Uh, you can reach me at Espinosa nine one six. It's a magical beast, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure this thing is evil yeah. uh i'm jess so it's fine Hank the clank love fur wear it all the time i'm just kidding i don't I, <laughs> I i don't even want people to like jokingly assume that about me so um rescinded <laughs> <laughs> um and i am logan i play buon slash jeromir and buon currently still has his hands mm elbow deep into this bastard <laughs> fuck <Gross>. this yes. <laughs> and my handle mm-hmm. is mainman08 theme song was composed and played by Amy Hankinson thank you Sirenscape for use of your sound effects and music we greatly appreciate everyone who has been giving us reviews on Apple Podcasts iTunes or Stitcher if you enjoyed the show do us a favor and help spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well till next week I hope you have many fantastical adventures Dong. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. 
The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission.